Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Are you suffering when Jesus has set you free from suffering? Why are you sick when Jesus has set you free from sickness and disease? Why are you poor? Jesus has set you free from poverty. Why? Probably you didn't know, but today you know that in Christ Jesus you have been set free so that you can go on and enjoy all of the perfect and the good treasures that God has given us in himself. So let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter number 8. And you know that Romans chapter number 8 is a scripture that if you are part of this ministry, by now it should be on your fingertips amen romans chapter number eight i read from verse number one it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit let's all read verse two together one to go for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise the Lord. So the law of the life, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So what God came to do was to set us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. There are many people who are walking under the law of sin and death. And their life is not typical of how God wants them to live their lives. They are living their life in abject poverty. They are living their life in pain. They are living their life in a way that does not glorify God. But from today, you understand that freedom is what God desires for you. So that you can live the way he wants you to live. And you shall begin to live that way in Jesus' mighty name. So the purpose God sent Jesus into the world was for us to receive life and for that life to set you and I free from the life that you came into this world with. Many people, I don't think there's anyone here who at one point or the other have not experienced, you know, maybe sickness or disease. At one point or the other, you may have experienced certain things in your life that you wish you, you didn't go through that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, all of us, at one point or the other, there were certain things that went on in our lives. We didn't want them to have happened, but they did happen. Now, Jesus came into this world so that you and I, we can receive the life of God. And by that life of God, we shall be set free from that life that is common in the world where people are always struggling and people are having all sorts of things going on. Amen. So, in John 3.16, can we go to John 3.16? John 3.16. John 3.16. And it's a very popular, popular verse, even for Sunday school children. Can we all read it together? John 3.16, one to go. Say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. Should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. So when you have 
receive the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, what happens is that you have everlasting life. Now, it is this life that sets you free from that life where it's like things don't go on, like nothing goes on in your life. Amen. So today, you're going to understand that freedom is essential for every believer. And you need to understand what freedom is all about and so that you can walk in them. Now, so what is the meaning of gospel? You know what gospel means. Gospel simply means good news. So when you are talking about the gospel of freedom, what we are trying to explain to you is that the good news of freedom. Amen? Now, freedom comes from the Greek word eleutheria. Eleutheria is spelled E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-I-A. Eleutheria. E-L-E-U-T-H-E-U-R-I-A. E-L-E-U-T-H-E-U-R-I-A. Eleutheria. Praise the Lord. And eleutheria simply means liberty to do. Say liberty to do. Having the liberty to do something. Or the ability to omit things having no relationship to salvation. So when we are talking about freedom... It means also that you have the ability to omit, say omit, to omit what is inconsistent to salvation. Are you getting it? So whatever that is not in the salvation package, when you are free, you have that ability and that right and that power to say, this cannot be part of me because I am free from it. Are you here with me? So if you are free from something, then it means that that thing has no more power over you. Whatever you are free from, that thing has no more power over you, literally. When Ghana secured independence from the the British, literally the British government cannot decide for the Ghanaian people. The queen cannot come and tell us or tell Ghana precisely what to do because we are free from them, of course. I mean, that is a literal understanding of, of freedom. Are you here with me? So, talking about freedom in Christ, we are talking about the life that God has brought to us through Jesus so that you and I can be free from the law of sin and death. Sin always produces death. Are you here with me? Sin always produces death. And Jesus Christ came to bring us life so that you and I can be free. So until you are experiencing freedom in this world, then you are not fully enjoying what Jesus brought you. Because you need to enjoy freedom in every area of your life. What you used to enjoy in your life, what you used to go through, now that you are in Christ, now you are free from that, and you are supposed to have a beautiful, better life than from what you used to have. Amen. So look at what Jesus Christ came to do. Go to Luke chapter number 8. I want to show you something. So Luke chapter number 4, sorry. Let's go to Luke chapter number 4. Luke chapter number 4. I start reading from verse number 16. Luke chapter number 4 from verse number 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now take note of the people that he came to preach the gospel to. Say he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, freedom. That is the word there. To proclaim in Lotaria, freedom, liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So this was the job description of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he came into this world, he came to set people free through the life that he brought into the world. So if you have received the life of God, when we read it in John 3, 16, the purpose of that life is to set you free. Say freedom. The purpose of the life of Jesus is to set you free. Freedom from what many people are going through in this world. Today, you shall begin your journey of freedom in Jesus' name. I say you're going to begin your journey of freedom in Jesus' name. So, everybody wants to be free, but in Christ, the life has been given to you to walk in freedom from sin and death. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? So, you may be asking, so what is Jesus Christ coming to set me free? What did he set me free from? Maybe you'll be asking that. Because a lot of people don't even think that they are under bondage. Whatever masters you is your bondage. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whatever has kept you in doing something is your master. So now in Christ, Jesus or God sent Jesus so that you and I, we can be free from sin and death. Because when we read Romans chapter number 8 from verse 1 and 2, the verse 2 said, For the the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So the purpose of the freedom we have in Christ Jesus is so that we can be set free from the law of sin and death. Let me tell you, sin has been a problem to the entire world from the day Adam fell. From the day Adam fell, the whole world had been under the, the authority of sin. The ultimate fear of every human being is death, physical death. And that came about because of sin. From the beginning, God blessed them. And God told them to be fruitful and multiply. God wanted the best for Adam and Eve. He wanted the best for the world. But when they disobeyed and they fell, what happened was that now sin entered into the world. And when sin entered the world, what began to happen? Sorrow started coming. Pain started happening. Physical death. People started dying. People started falling sick. Problems upon problems. Sometimes you hear somebody's problem. You wonder if this thing really happened. It was because of sin. No, sometimes the person has not done anything bad. He has not done anything evil. Yet the person is going through so much. Yes, it is true. The reason for that is because of the law of sin and death. There are different laws working in this world. There are different types of laws working in this world. You know, gravitational laws. That everything that goes up, up to come down. I get what I'm saying. Relativity. All these types of laws are there in this world. And then we have another law. Called the law of sin and death. And by that law, anybody who is in this world. Okay. Is supposed to go through certain phases. That will end 
to the point of physical death. But thanks be to Jesus that by the power of his life, he has come to set every human being free so that what the law of sin of death ought to do in your life, you will not go through in Jesus' mighty name. Are you here with me? So, we have been set free from the law of sin and death. Now, what is sin? What is sin? Why have we been set free from sin? Go to Romans chapter number 3. Let's go to Romans chapter number 3. Today we're going to do a lot of readings from Romans chapter number 3. Are you here with me? Romans chapter number 3. When you read verse number 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So when you are talking about sin, you know, most, what most of us we know of sin is what we actually do wrong. You know, the fornication, the adultery, it's what most of the time people look at it as sin. But I said, sin, the Greek word for sin is hamatia. Hamatia, H-A-R-M-A-T-I-A, hamatia, say hamatia. Hamatia simply means to fall short of the mark. To be below the mark. So if you are below the standard, that is sin. So sin is more of who you are before what you do. Are you getting what I'm saying? I say sin is more of who you are even before what you do. Because most of the time, people look at sin as what you do. But most people don't know that sin is also of who you are. Who you are makes you a sinner. And then in Christ, Jesus Christ came to give you his life so that your nature can be set free from what? The life of sin and death. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? So, sin is to fall below the standard. It's fall below the mark. And the mark is set by God. He is the glory. He is the standard. He is the very apex of how we ought to live our life. Everything good and perfect comes from God. So, God wants you to have a good life. God wants you to have a perfect life. God wants you to have an awesome life. So, if you are not living to God's perfect standard, then you are even in sin. You are expressing sin. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? If you are not living in God's perfect standard, then you are not meeting his mark. And because nobody was able to meet that mark, because man had fallen due to sin, what happened was that he sent Jesus. And he brought Jesus so that you and I, by receiving the good news, we can be restored to the very perfect standard that God has given to us. Are you getting it now? So in Christ, we are supposed to have a beautiful life. We are free from sin so that we can live the perfect, beautiful life that God is. The Bible says God remains the same all the time. He never sleeps nor slumber. He doesn't die. He's always full of health. He's healing the sick. He's raising the dead. He's prospering people. He's blessing people. He's transforming life. That is what God wishes for you. And that is what he has granted you in Christ. But sin made it impossible for people to walk in perfect health, in perfect life all the time. They had to struggle with sickness and disease. They had to struggle with poverty. They had to struggle with problems. You know, somebody saying, I can't sleep. Why can't you sleep? I was thinking about this problem. I was thinking of how to pay that bill. I was thinking of how to do this. I was thinking of how to go about this situation. That is the life of sin. 
the life of sin or the law of sin and death always brings problems. It brings situations that you have to figure out how to come out of it. But glory be to God in the highest that he sent Jesus Christ to set you free from that law of sin and death so that you can live a life of peace. You can live a life of joy. You can live a life of plenty. That you can have a life that everybody can even be envious of you. You shall begin to walk in that in Jesus' name. Are you here with me, somebody? For sin. And this happened before you got born again. And every single person under this sun, if you are not in Christ, you are under the law of sin and death. The only thing that will take you out from the law of sin and death is to receive Jesus as your Lord so that that law of the spirit of life can set you free from the law of sin and death. Say freedom. Freedom is so important to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now go to Romans chapter 5. We'll stay in Romans for a while and then we're going to read other verses. Go to chapters. Romans chapter number 5. Let's read from verse number 12. I want you to understand something. Why we have been set free from sin. I read from verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sin did you see that what happened sin entered the world because one man sinned so the way sin entered the world was when adam disobeyed god are you get what i'm saying when Adam disobeyed God, sin entered the world. Are you here with me in church? Sin did what? Entered the world. And when sin entered the world, death followed. Romans chapter number 6. Hold on to, hold on to chapter 5. We'll go back. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter 6. Let's read verse number 23. Let's read it all together. One to go. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Did you all read it? The wages of sin is what? And the gift of God is? So the wages, the payment for sin is death. So anyone who is walking in sin, what is happening is that you are gravitating towards death. That life of sin is not a life that produces anything. So that life of sin produces death. That life of sin produces death. Are you, are you here with me, somebody? That life is not something awesome. What happens is that every time you are under the authority of sin, the result of it is death. The wages of sin is death. And if you are under that authority, your life cannot be beautiful. Everything about you is pain. Sin produces death. And I'm here, I'm talking about even physical death. That is the ultimate. That is the ultimate reward or payment for sin. If you find someone sick, don't think it is normal for someone to be sick. That is the symptoms of sin. 
And you might be thinking, ah, what did I do for me to have this sickness or this condition? You don't have to do anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't have to do anything. What happens is that there's a law out there in the world called the law of sin and death. Even when you are not calling for sickness, that law wants you to be sick. Even when you are not calling for death, that law wants you to be, to be dead. Are you here with me? Even when you don't want anything bad to happen to you, that law, whose chief priest is Satan, wants you to suffer. Are you getting me? There's a law like that. And that law, the ultimate of that law is so that you would die. If no one dies, no one can get into the realm of darkness. It, takes, it is the medium of death that takes you to the realm of darkness. So Satan wants you to die so that you can come to where he, he is. But he doesn't know that Jesus too has set people free. That in Jesus, you are not supposed to experience the wages of sin. Are you here with me? Through Jesus, you are not supposed to experience the payment, the wages of sin. He has set you free in himself so that you should go on and live under a different set of law, even in this world. Whilst others are going through the law of sin and are living under the law of sin, you are living under the law of life. And what is supposed to happen to people under the law of sin and death, you have been separated, escaped, set free from that law. Are you here with me, somebody? Say, I've been set free. This is the good news. So the good news why anybody should receive Jesus is the fact that when you have Jesus in your life, you have been set free. You know, the irony is that many people don't know that if you are sick, it is sin. A lot of people don't know. Are you here with me, somebody? I want to show you something. Now, turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter number 9. Go to chapter number, um, Matthew chapter number 9. I want you to understand something. That sin is not just what you do wrong. Sin is a nature. Sin is something that the enemy represents. And we, the church, the body of Christ, have not been able to even expand the horizon of sin. To the extent that we limit sin. If you understand sin from the point of how God sees sin, you will dominate in this life. And I see you dominating in this life. You begin to live in accordance to the standard of God. Matthew chapter number 9. Look at verse, um, verse number... Let's read from verse 1 so that we can get the context well. So he got into a boat and crossed over and came to his own city. Then behold... They brought to him a paralytic man. A paralytic lying on the bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Now this guy was paralyzed. Yet Jesus is saying your sins are forgiven. What has paralysis got to do with sin? <laughs> You be thinking, oh, sin is only when someone fornicates or someone lies and someone steals. That is the only thing a lot of people categorize as sin. 
But here lies the case that a paralytic boy or a man was categorized as a sinner. He said, be of good cheer. Your sin is forgiven. Look at what happened afterwards. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemes. Of course, they thought that, how can you say to someone who is sick that your sins are forgiven? What this, this person is just sick. So why should you say that your sins are forgiven? You should have better off said, son, be of good cheer. Today you are healed. But he said, your sins are forgiven. Praise the Lord. Then look at what Jesus said, verse 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your heart? Verse 5. Can we all read it together? One to go. For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise. Take up your bed and go to your house. So, God equated sin to that sickness. And I've explained to you earlier on, that sin means anything that falls short of the glory of God. It's not just fornication and adultery or stealing or lying. No. Anything. To live a life of sin, sickness for example. God doesn't want you to be sick. It is not normal. It's not normal for you to be sick. It's not normal. It's not in the plan of God for you to be sick. It's not in the plan of God for you to be poor. It's not in the plan of God for you to die. It's not in the plan of God. See, God does not fall sick. So why should he bring sickness upon you? God is not poor. So why should he bring poverty upon you? Are you here with me, somebody? Are, are you listening to me? So Jesus said to this guy, your sins are forgiven. And then when he said your sins are forgiven, he meant to tell him, rise up and walk. You are healed. So Jesus, by saying your sins are forgiven, was equal to saying to the guy, rise up and walk. Because paralysis is a manifestation of a life of sin. When someone is sick, it's a manifestation of a life of sin. If someone is poor, it's a manifestation of a life of sin. Life of, don't, don't think about sin as all oh, the bad things. If you are living a life that does not meet and match up the glory of God, that is sin. Are you here with me? Hamatia. God doesn't want you poor. The moment you are working in poverty, that is an expression of sin. And everything that Jesus Christ came to set you free from, he came to set you free from the law of, of sin and death. Jesus came to set you free from death and he gave you eternal life. He has set you free from death. He came to heal you. He has set you free from what? Sickness and disease. He came to prosper you. He has set you free from that. Whatever Jesus came to set you free to his death on the cross was bringing you freedom from sin and death. And from today, you're going to walk in the glory of God. Are you here with me? You're going to walk in the glory of God. Now, so let's go back to Romans chapter 5. I wanted you to see something. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 from verse number 12. It said, 
Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there's no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many die, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. So through the life of Jesus, what are you supposed to do? You are supposed to reign. So Jesus Christ came to set you free through his life so that you can reign. Who is the one who reigns? The one who reigns is the one who dominates over everything. So what sin was supposed to do in your life, now in Christ Jesus, you have power over sin. You have power over sickness. You have power over poverty. You have power over death. You have power over the problems and the issues that the devil always wants to hit your life with. Today, you shall continue and begin to walk in the life of freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout, I am free in Christ. You are free in Christ. The good news is that Jesus Christ came to set you free from that low standard life and to bring us to the life that God is. Why are you suffering when Jesus has set you free from suffering? Why are you sick when Jesus has set you free from sickness and disease? Why are you poor when Jesus has set you free from poverty? Why? Probably you didn't know, but today you know. That in Christ Jesus you have been set free. So that you can go on and enjoy all of the perfect and the good treasures that God has given us in himself. Praise the Lord. Now go to 1 Peter chapter number 2. First Peter chapter number two. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter number two. Let's read from verse number twenty-three. First Peter chapter number two. Read from verse number twenty-three. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But committed himself to him who judges righteously. Verse 24, can we all read it together? One to go. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. How many of you are healed? How many of you are healed? Praise the Lord. So you, are, you were healed. Pastors, you were. He didn't say you shall be healed. He didn't say you will be healed. He said you were healed. So the day that Jesus upon himself your sins 
on the cross. What happened was that everything that he did was to release you. So now you are dead to sin. Say, I'm dead to sin. Say, you are, I'm dead to sin. Now, have you ever seen someone who is dead, who is responsive to anything you do to the body? The person is dead and then you go and you slap the person and the person say, ah, why did you slap me? But this, I thought you are dead. Are you getting what I'm saying? Meaning that the one who is dead does not feel what you do to their body. In the same way, in Christ, you died with him, you were buried with him, and you were raised with him. Now, look at what Peter said. He said, having died to sin. Say, I'm dead to sin. In other words, whatever the law of sin plans to do against your life cannot have its effect over you because you are dead to sin. Before you got saved and you received the life of Jesus, whatever sin does or the law of sin does, it affects you. So whatever the law of sin does, for example, sickness and disease, it can dump sickness and disease upon your life and then you are good to go. (laughs) More or less like that. You fall sick. He dumps poverty upon your life and then you are poor. The law of sin. And you didn't know that in Jesus, you are dead to sin. So if you can slap a dead person and a person cannot respond, if the law of sin slaps you with any situation, it cannot have effect. It cannot have effect on your life. It doesn't matter wherever you are coming from. Whatever the enemy has planned against your life, it cannot work. Oh, no wonder the Bible says in Isaiah 54 that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Whatever in the kingdom of darkness has been fastened against you will not have any effect. Why? Because now you are in Christ and Jesus has set you free from the effect of the power of the law of sin and death. Shout hallelujah somebody. I said shout a good hallelujah somebody. Say I've been set free. Say, shout is having set free. Peter said, having died to sin. Say, I'm dead to sin. So, the power of sin has no authority over you. Now, hold, to, hold on to the thought of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. And let's go back to the book of Romans. I want to show you something. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6. Look, let's all read verse 14 together. Romans chapter 6, verse number 14. Are you there? Let's read it together. I want to go. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Shout a glorious amen, somebody. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because in Christ Jesus, you have been set free from the power of a low standard life For you to go and live the beautiful life in God. So whatever power that the devil 
things he has not over you because you have been set free from that life and he has no dominion over you from today i prophesy over your life whatever the devil has machinated against your life it shall not take effect in the name of jesus it shall not take effect in the name of jesus that sickness shall not hold over your life that situation shall not hold over your life whatever the enemy wants you to go through to bring you pain shall never take place in the mighty name of jesus shout the thunderous hallelujah shall be seated sin shall not have dominion say sin shall not have dominion say sin has no dominion i want you to hit your chest say sin has no dominion over my life say it said sin has no power over me sin has no power over you because the good news is this jesus through the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has set you free from the power of sin and death so today when you wake up if you wake up in the morning and then you feel some pain in your body you don't pick up your phone and say hey i'm sick no that symptoms have no power over your body they say in the name of jesus get out of my body you have no right over my head you have no right over my blood you have no right over my body I will not do what you want me to do. Sin wants you to be sick. But Jesus said, I want you to live healthy. Sin wants you to be poor. But Jesus said, you're going to prosper. Sin wants you to die. But Jesus said, you're going to live. You shall not die. You shall declare my glory. Sin wants you to go through all sorts of things. But God said, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to increase. And from today, you shall be fruitful. I said, you shall increase. You shall multiply. You shall walk in the abundance of God. Whatever you touch shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus because you are free in Christ according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many die, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by in Christ Jesus or God sent Jesus so that you and I we can be free from sin and death. Because when we read Romans chapter number 8 from verse 1 and 2 the verse 2 said, for the, word, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So the purpose of the freedom we have in Christ Jesus is so that we can be set free from the law of sin and death. Let me tell you, sin has been a problem to the entire world from the day Adam fell. From the day Adam fell, the whole world had been under the, the authority of sin. The ultimate fear of every human being is death, physical death. And that came about because of sin. From the beginning, God blessed them. And God told them to be fruitful and multiply. God wanted the best for Adam and Eve. He wanted the best for the world. But when they disobeyed and they fell, what happened was that now sin entered into the world. And when sin entered the world, what began to happen? Sorrow started coming. Pain started happening. Physical death. People started dying. People started falling sick. Problems upon problems. Sometimes you hear somebody's problem. You wonder if this thing really happened. 
It was because of sin. No, sometimes the person has not done anything bad. He has not done anything evil. Yet the person is going through so much. Yes, it is true. The reason for that is because of the law of sin and death. There are different laws working in this world. There are different types of laws working in this world. You know, gravitational law, that everything that goes up, up to come down. I get what I'm saying. Relativity. All these types of laws are there in this world. And then we have another law called the law of sin and death. And by that law, anybody who is in this world, okay, is supposed to go through certain phases that will end to the point of physical death. But thanks be to Jesus that by the power of his life, he has come to set every human being free so that what the law of sin or death ought to do in your life, you will not go through in Jesus' mighty name. Are you here with me? So, we have been set free from the law of sin and death. Now, what is sin? What is sin? Why have we been set free from sin? Go to Romans chapter number 3. Let's go to Romans chapter number 3. Today, we're going to do a lot of readings from Romans chapter number 3. Are you here with me? Romans chapter number 3. When you read verse number 23, it says... For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So when you are talking about sin, you know, most, what most of us we know of sin is what we actually do wrong. You know, the fornication, the adultery, is what most of the time people look at it as sin. But I said sin, the Greek word for sin is hamatia. Hamatia, H-A-R-M-A-T-I-A, hamatia, say hamatia. Hamatia simply means to fall short of the mark. To be below the mark. So if you are below the standard, that is sin. So sin is more of who you are before what you do. Are you getting what I'm saying? I said sin is more of who you are even before what you do. Because most of the time, people look at sin as what you do. But most people don't know that Sin is also of who you are. Who you are makes you a sinner. And then in Christ, Jesus Christ came to give you his life so that your nature can be set free from what? The life of sin and death. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? So, sin is to fall below the standard. It's fall below the mark. And the mark is set by God. He is the glory. He is the standard. He is the very apex of how we ought to live our life. Everything good and perfect comes from God. So God wants you to have a good life. God wants you to have a perfect life. God wants you to have an awesome life. So if you are not living to God's perfect standard, then you are even in sin. You are expressing sin. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? If you are not living in God's perfect standard, then you are not meeting his mark. And because nobody was able to meet that mark, because man had fallen due to sin, what happened was that he sent Jesus. And he brought Jesus so that you and I, by receiving the good news, we can be restored to the very perfect standard that God has given to us. Are you getting it now? So in Christ, we are supposed to have a beautiful life. We are free from sin so that we can live the perfect, beautiful life that God is. The Bible says, 
God remains the same all the time. He never sleeps nor slumber. He doesn't die. He's always full of health. He's healing the sick. He's raising the dead. He's prospering people. He's blessing people. He's transforming life. That is what God wishes for you. And that is what he has granted you in Christ. But sin made it impossible for people to walk in perfect health, in perfect life all the time. They had to struggle with sickness and disease. They had to struggle with poverty. They had to struggle with problems. You know, somebody saying, I can't sleep. Why can't you sleep? I was thinking about this problem. I was thinking of how to pay that bill. I was thinking of how to do this. I was thinking of how to go about this situation. That is the life of sin. The life of sin or the law of sin and death always brings problems. It brings situations that you have to figure out how to come out of it. But glory be to God in the highest that he sent Jesus Christ to set you free from that law of sin and death so that you can live a life of peace. You can live a life of joy. You can live a life of plenty. That you can have a life that everybody can even be envious of you. You shall begin to walk in that in Jesus' name. Are you here with me, somebody? For sin. And this happened before you got born again. And every single person under this sun if you are not in Christ, you are under the law of sin and death. The only thing that will take you out from the law of sin and death is to receive Jesus as your Lord so that that law of the spirit of life can set you free from the law of sin and death. Say freedom. Freedom is so important to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now go to Romans chapter 5. We'll stay in Romans for a while and then we're going to read other verses. Go to chapters. Romans chapter number 5. Let's read from verse number 12. I want you to understand something. Why we have been set free from sin. I read from verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world. Sin entered the world. And death through sin. And thus death spread to all men because all sin. Did you see that? What happened? Sin entered the world. Because one man sinned. So the way sin entered the world was when Adam disobeyed God. Are you getting what I'm saying? When Adam disobeyed God, sin entered the world. Are you here with me in church? Sin did what? Entered the world. And when sin entered the world, death followed. Romans chapter number 6. Hold on to, hold on to chapter 5. We'll go back. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter 6. Let's read verse number 23. Let's read it all together. One to go. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is what? Did you all read it? The wages of sin is what? And the gift of God is? So the wages, the payment for sin is death. So anyone who is walking in sin, what is happening is that you are gravitating towards death. That life of sin is not a life that produces anything. So that life of sin produces death. That life of sin produces death. 
Are you, are you here with me, somebody? That life is not something awesome. What happens is that every time you are under the authority of sin, the result of it is death. The wages of sin is death. And if you are under that authority, your life cannot be beautiful. Everything about you is pain. Sin produces death. And I'm here, I'm talking about even physical death. That is the ultimate. That is the ultimate reward or payment for sin. If you find someone sick, don't think it is normal for someone to be sick. That is the symptoms of sin. And you might be thinking, ah, what did I do for me to have this sickness or this condition? You don't have to do anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't have to do anything. What happens is that there's a law out there in the world called the law of sin and death. Even when you are not calling for sickness, that law wants you to be sick. Even when you are not calling for death, that law wants you to be, to be dead. Are you here with me? Even when you don't want anything bad to happen to you, that law, whose chief priest is Satan, wants you to suffer. Are you getting me? There's a law like that. And that law, the ultimate of that law is so that you would die. If no one dies, no one can get into the realm of darkness. It, takes, it is the medium of death that takes you to the realm of darkness. So Satan wants you to die so that you can come to where he, he is. But he doesn't know that Jesus too has set people free. That in Jesus... You are not supposed to experience the wages of sin. Are you here with me? Through Jesus, you are not supposed to experience the payment, the wages of sin. He has set you free in himself so that you should go on and live under a different set of law, even in this world. Whilst others are going through the law of sin and are living under the law of sin, you are living under the law of life. And what is supposed to happen to people under the law of sin and death, you have been separated, escaping, set free from that law. Are you here with me, someone? Say, I've been set free. This is the good news. So the good news why anybody should receive Jesus is the fact that when you have Jesus in your life, you have been set free. You know, the irony is that many people don't know that if you are sick, it is sin. A lot of people don't know. Are you here with me, somebody? I want to show you something. Now, turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter number 9. Go to chapter number... Um, Matthew chapter number 9. I want you to understand something. That sin is not just what you do wrong. Sin is a nature. Sin is something that the enemy represents. And we, the church, the body of Christ, have not been able to even expand the horizon of sin. To the extent that we limit sin. If you understand sin from the point of how God sees sin, you will dominate in this life. And I see you dominating in this life. You begin to live in accordance to the standard of God. Matthew chapter number 9. Look at verse, um, verse number... Let's read from verse 1 so that we can get the context well. 
So he got into a boat and crossed over and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic man. A paralytic lying on the bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Now this guy was paralyzed. Yet Jesus is saying your sins are forgiven. What has paralysis got to do with sin? <laughs> you must think it. Oh, sin is only when someone fornicates or someone lies and someone steals. That is the only thing a lot of people categorize as sin. But here lies the case that a paralytic boy or a man was categorized as a sinner. He said, be of good cheer. Your sin is forgiven. Look at what happened afterwards. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemes. Of course, they thought that, how can you say to someone who is sick that your sins are forgiven? What? This, this person is just sick. So why should you say that your sins are forgiven? You should have better have said, son, be of good cheer. Today you are healed. But he said, your sins are forgiven. Praise the Lord. Then look at what Jesus said, verse 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your heart? Verse 5. Can we all read it together? One to go. For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. So, God equated sin to that sickness. And I've explained to you earlier on that sin means anything that falls short of the glory of God. It's not just fornication and adultery or stealing or lying. No. Anything. To live a life of sin, sickness for example. God doesn't want you to be sick. It is not normal It's not normal for you to be sick. It's not normal. It's not in the plan of God for you to be sick. It's not in the plan of God for you to be poor. It's not in the plan of God for you to die. It's not in the plan of God. See, God does not fall sick. So why should he bring sickness upon you? God is not poor. So why should he bring poverty upon you? Are you here with me, somebody? Are, Are you listening to me? So Jesus said to this guy, your sins are forgiven. And then when he said your sins are forgiven, he meant to tell him, rise up and walk. You are healed. So Jesus, by saying your sins are forgiven, was equal to saying to the guy, rise up and walk. Because paralysis is a manifestation of a life of sin. When someone is sick, it's a manifestation of a life of sin. If someone is poor, it's a manifestation of a life of sin. Life of, don't, don't think about sin as, oh, the bad things. If you are living a life that does not meet and match up the glory of God, that is sin. Are you here with me? Hamatia. God doesn't want you poor. The moment you are working in poverty, that is an expression of sin. And everything that Jesus Christ came to set you free from, he came to set you free from the law of, of sin on death. 
Jesus came to set you free from death and he gave you eternal life. He has set you free from death. He came to heal you. He has set you free from what? Sickness and disease. He came to prosper you. He has set you free from that. Whatever Jesus came to set you free to his death on the cross was bringing you freedom from sin and death. And from today, you're going to walk in the glory of God. Are you here with me? You're going to walk in the glory of God. Now, so let's go back to Romans chapter 5. I wanted you to see something. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 from verse number 12. It said, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there's no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many die, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. So through the life of Jesus, what are you supposed to do? You are supposed to reign. So Jesus Christ came to set you free through his life so that you can reign. Who is the one who reigns? The one who reigns is the one who dominates over everything. So what sin was supposed to do in your life, now in Christ Jesus, you have power over sin. You have power over sickness. You have power over poverty. You have power over death. You have power over the problems and the issues that the devil always wants to hit your life with. Today, you shall continue and begin to walk in the life of freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout, I am free in Christ. You are free in Christ. The good news is that Jesus Christ came to set you free from that low standard life and to bring us to the life that God is. Why are you suffering when Jesus has set you free from suffering? Why are you sick when Jesus has set you free from sickness and disease? Why are you poor when Jesus has set you free from poverty? Why? Probably you didn't know, but today you know. That in Christ Jesus you have been set free. So that you can go on and enjoy all of the perfect and the good treasures that God has given us in himself. Praise the Lord. Now go to First Peter chapter number 2. First Peter chapter number two. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter number two. Let's read from verse number twenty-three. First Peter chapter number two. Read from verse number twenty-three. 
who when he was reviled did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but committed himself to him who judges righteously verse 24 can we all read it together one to go who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed how many of you are healed how many of you are healed praise the lord so you are you were healed pastors you were it didn't say you shall be healed it didn't say you will be healed it said you were healed so the day that jesus took upon himself your sins on the cross what happened was that everything that he did was to release you so now you are dead to sin say i'm dead to sin say you i'm dead to sin now have you ever seen someone who is dead who is responsive to anything you do to the body the person is dead and then you go and you slap the person and the person say ah why did you slap me but this, i thought you are dead are you get what i'm saying meaning that the one who is dead does not feel what you do to their body in the same way in christ you died with him you were buried with him and you were raised with him now look at what peter said he said having died to sin say i'm dead to sin in other words whatever the law of sin plans to do against your life cannot have its effect over you because you are dead to sin before you got saved and you received the life of jesus whatever sin does or the law of sin does it affects you so whatever the law of sin does for example sickness and disease you can dump sickness and disease upon your life and then you are good to go <laughs> more or less like that you fall sick he dumps poverty upon your life and then you are poor the law of sin and you didn't know that in jesus you are dead to sin so if you can slap a dead person and the person cannot respond if the law of sin slaps you with any situation it cannot have effect it cannot have effect on your life it doesn't matter wherever you are coming from whatever the enemy has planned against your life it cannot work oh no wonder the bible says in Isaiah 54 that no weapon formed against you shall prosper whatever in the kingdom of darkness has been fastened against you will not have any effect why because now you are in christ and jesus has set you free from the effect of the power of the law of sin and death shout hallelujah somebody i said shout a good hallelujah somebody say i've been set free Say, shout is having set free. Peter said, having died to sin. Say, I'm dead to sin. So, the power of sin has no authority over you. Now, hold, to, hold on to the thought of First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. And let's go back to the book of Romans. I want to show you something. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6. Look, let's all read verse 14 together. Romans chapter 6, verse number 14. Are you there? Let's read it together. I want to go. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. 
Shout a glorious amen, somebody. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because in Christ Jesus, you have been set free from the power of a low standard life for you to go and live the beautiful life in God. So whatever power that the devil thinks he has, not over you. Because you have been set free from that life and he has no dominion over you. From today, I prophesy over your life. Whatever the devil has machinated against your life, it shall not take effect in the name of Jesus. It shall not take effect in the name of Jesus. That sickness shall not hold over your life. That situation shall not hold over your life. Whatever the enemy wants you to go through to bring you pain shall never take place in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout the thunderous hallelujah. Shall be seated. Sin shall not have dominion. Say sin shall not have dominion. Say sin has no dominion. I want you to hit your chest. Say sin has no dominion over my life. Say it. Say sin has no power over me. Sin has no power over you. Because the good news is this. Jesus through the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the power of sin and death. So today, when you wake up, if you wake up in the morning and then you feel some pain in your body, you don't pick up your phone and say, hey, I'm sick. No. That symptoms have no power over your body. They say, in the name of Jesus, get out of my body. You have no right over my head. You have no right over my blood. You have no right over my body. I will not do what you want me to do. Sin wants you to be sick, but Jesus said, I want you to live healthy. Sin wants you to be poor, but Jesus said you're going to prosper. Sin wants you to die, but Jesus said you're going to live. You shall not die. You shall declare my glory. Sin wants you to go through all sorts of things, but God said I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to increase and from today you shall be fruitful. I said you shall increase. You shall multiply. You shall walk in the abundance of God. Whatever you touch shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you are free in Christ to live in the glory of God. Shout, I'm living in the glory of God. The glory of God is all that God is. All that he represents. His power, his ability, his resources, his wealth. Everything that God is, is his glory. And as his child, your father has given birth to you so that you can live his life. How can a rich dad sit with that his child is poor? It's not possible. It doesn't matter how wicked the father is. He will not allow his child to taste poverty. It doesn't really matter. Even the house that you'll be sleeping in is enough sign that you are living good. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. The same way God, our father, cannot give birth to you. And then say, okay, it's okay for you to be poor. No. Probably didn't know that your father is so rich. He's the creator of heavens and earth. Every beautiful thing you see in this world came from your father. By that same life, you are also enjoying his freedom. Are you here with me? He has set you free. First, you could not do anything in your life. Are you getting this truth? First, you could not achieve anything in your life. But now you have been set free to go on and prosper. Oh, somebody will be thinking, oh, for how long am I going to suffer? For how long am I going to be poor? For how long will this sickness go on in my body? I came to give you good news. The good news is that in Jesus Christ, you have been set free 
from today that sickness is leaving your body is living your life is living your family that life of pain is leaving you that life of struggling is leaving you that life of unsuccessful events is leaving you right now in the mighty name of jesus christ shout a good amen sin has no dominion over me and you must believe it you must wake up every morning and say today i walk in the life of righteousness sin has no power over me Maybe the devil has set on your way today that you're going to have an accident. You say, ah, 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 that life of sin, I'm not part of it. That law cannot work in me. I remember one day I was traveling uh, from Nairobi to Ghana and then the plane that we were going to board, what happened was that before we entered the aircraft, they were changing the engine. Uh, probably, uh, the landing gear, sorry, one of the ties. There's the landing gear. And then those of us, they asked us to board the, the aircraft whilst they were changing the, the, the landing gear. So some of them were like, hey, how can we board the plane that they are just about to change the landing gear? And some of them were, were like, whoa, this trip is going to be scary. These, they were all sort of comments. I was just there and I was laughing. And I just told them everything will be fine. So we all went inside and people were just grumbling and complaining. And then I heard one lady say, I mean, I've not given birth. I don't have a have much. I don't want to die. So if you know this aircraft cannot take us to Ghana, please don't go. They were screaming and shouting at the air hostess and the, the cabin crew. And I said, come on, we're going to land. We're going to go. Cut the long story short. I remember on our way, we hit a turbulence. And then when the plane shook, one of the ladies she said, hey, I looked at her and I laughed. I said, devil is a liar. We're going home. And by the grace of God, we landed in Accra safely. And there was no touch of the enemy on anyone's life. In fact, it was one of my, my most enjoyable trips I've made. So shall it be your story. That when the devil wants you to have something to cry over, you will have something to celebrate. Because you have been set free from what causes pain. You have been set free from what brings you tears. In the mighty name of Jesus Oh, shout a good amen, somebody. Are you here with me? Now go to John chapter number 8. Go to John chapter number 8. Go to John chapter number 8. Jesus was in the business of setting people free. That is all. God wants you to be free from whatever is going on in this world. Many people are suffering. Because of poverty, people are living all sort of life. But today, you're going to enjoy the goodness of the Lord. If you only can get this truth, your life will be transformed. Are you there? John chapter number 8. I read from verse number... Thank you, Lord Jesus. I read from verse number 31. It said, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Are you getting it? Jesus was always about freedom. That is why he came. You are having the life of God so that you can be free from the life that is in this world. Are you getting it? The good news is that, you see, that is why, as a child of God, you must always be excited to preach the good news to someone. Now, you, you know a family member, you know a friend, who is going through so much. Every day they are going to the hospital. I 
I was told of a story of a man who every single week had to go for dialysis at the hospital. And by that, he all pays, uh, I think he pays, um, also he pays about, is it 500 cities, something like that. Every single day, he goes to the hospital. Can you imagine? So if the person doesn't have money, he's dead. Now, why should someone go through such conditions the rest of his life until he finally gives up? This is some of the things Jesus Christ came to set us free from. He, he came to set you free so that every week going for dialysis will vanish. If you know anyone who is going through that experience today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that person is healed. He's healed completely, set free from that pain in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you getting it? He said, when you know the truth of what Jesus Christ came to, to bring us in Christ, you will live a life of freedom. So, it is, you know, the mentality of a lot of people in the world is that, oh, it is normal to die. It is normal to be sick. It is normal to be poor. It is normal to go through the problems. That, that's what they think. It's like, it's standard. The way they think is like it's normal. But then in Christ, there's another way of thinking. Say, uh-uh. It's not normal for you to be sick. It's not normal. Say, it's not normal. It's not normal for you to be poor. Say, it's not normal. Oh, yes. You know, some people don't understand. If we tell them that it's not normal for you to be poor, they think that, oh, why? Is, is, is Christianity all about riches? No, it's not all about riches. But the truth is that God doesn't want you poor. You remember what we read in Luke chapter number 4? He said he came to preach the good news to the poor. Why would Jesus preach the good news to the poor? To keep them poor? Of course, no. How can, how can it be a good news to you if God come to tell you, Prophet, I mean, I want you to be poor all the time. Will you be happy? You will never be happy. Nobody will be happy if God comes to tell you, I want you to be poor all the time. It's not possible. And you're talking about a God who is full of wealth and riches and resources. Every, every person that is in this world who claims to be a billionaire became a billionaire through what God has made available. Are you talking about the Arabs? They are billionaires through the oil that they found on the ground. Who put the oil in the ground? Now, when God was creating the world, didn't he put oil in the ground? Yeah. Now, even the, the brain to manufacture technology, who put it there? God put the brain in there. So tell me, who is rich in this world who is not partaking of the glory of the Lord? Everybody is partaking of the glory of the Lord. Whether they believe in God or they don't believe in God, if they are wealthy, they did not just, just get wealthy by themselves. They got wealthy because of what God has put in place in this world. But Satan wants people to be poor. He wants them to be poor. He doesn't want people to discover the riches of God. He wants them to lack. Are you here with me? Whatever you do, you must do it with understanding that God doesn't want you to lack. Are you getting what I'm saying? God doesn't want you to lack. Listen, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. I'm just trying to show you something beautiful in this series. So, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. Let's turn there. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. From verse number 
8, he said, I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. For you know, can we all read that one together? It's so powerful. One to go. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you might through his poverty will become what? Did you just read that with me? What happened to you when Jesus died for you? He exchanged your poverty for his riches. And then he has given you his riches. Praise the Lord. He has given you his riches. Say, I am rich in Christ. Now, see, this is the truth you must know. I am rich in Christ. I am not poor. So when you see the signs of poverty around your life, you have to declare, say, in the name of Jesus, I am free from this. Jesus set me free from this. No more poor. I am blessed in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, experience your riches in Christ from today. In Jesus' mighty name. Every symptoms of poverty is broken. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus. For your sake. Say for my sake. He became poor so that you, you become rich. You see how freedom is. If you don't know this truth, you might be thinking... Oh, it's the will of God for me to be sick. Oh, maybe I have heard some people who said, Oh, what I'm going through, maybe it's the will of God. No, you must know the will of God for your life. God doesn't want you. He doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want you in pain. Are you getting what I'm saying? God doesn't want you to go through all these sufferings. He doesn't want you to go through that. He doesn't want you. It is not his will for you to suffer and not have anything in your life. It is not his will. His will is for you to flourish. Oh, someone says, I've been trying and trying and trying and nothing seems to work. From today, it's our work in the name of Jesus. Failure only comes from the enemy. God doesn't want you to fail. God is the God of success. Probably he didn't know that you ought to be successful. Are you getting what I'm saying? You maintain the faith until you see the manifestation of success in your life. And from today, whatever has kept you away from being successful, I cast it out of your life and release you into your freedom of success in Jesus' mighty name. Are you here with me? Now, when you read someone, look at some, go to the Old Testament. Psalm chapter number one. When we read from verse number one, is that, Blessed is the man who works not in the counsel of the ungodly, who stands in the path, nor stands, sorry, in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever you are doing in your life shall prosper. I say, whatever you are doing in your life shall prosper. I say, you meditate on his law. Now we are talking about the law of life. You have to spend time thinking about the benefit of the life you have received in Christ Jesus. This life is not to punish you. This life is to bring you profit. This life is to bring you prosperity and blessing. He has set you free so that you can be in life all the time. Have you ever seen anyone who is dead, whoever does something? No one dies and, and, and you see him running a company or you see him working in a blessing. No, nobody does that. 
Are you here with me, somebody? Nobody does that. You don't see a dead person running a company. How can a dead person run a company? Have you ever heard a dead person falling sick before? Come on. That the person is dead and then realize that the, best, the person is sick. I mean, what, what, what virus or bacteria can attack a dead body? The body itself decomposing would destroy any virus or can destroy any bacteria. And the Bible says you are dead to sin. As you are dead to sin, no sickness, no virus, no bacteria. Nothing of the devil has any power over your body. In the mighty name of Jesus, shout and free. God bless you and welcome back. I want to trust the name of the Lord that you've been blessed and touched by such a powerful message. Indeed, God is setting people free. And that is the ultimate purpose why you need to receive the life of Christ today. If you're watching me and having received the life of Christ, if you are not born again, I want to give you the opportunity to receive this marvelous life that brings you freedom from the power of darkness. If you're watching me, I want you to pray this simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, I want to thank you for today. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth that you raised him from the dead. I thank you for giving me your spirit that brings me the new life of freedom. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. If you pray this simple prayer, I want to assure you that Jesus indeed has come into your life. You have received his life. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd like you to um, hold on and wait for the announcement. She will tell you how you can get in touch you know, with us. I'd love to hear from you. But before I leave you, I'd like to pray for you if you are sick or you need healing for a loved one. I'd like to pray for you and also pray for any need of your life. I want you to put your right hand on your chest or in the area where you need healing right now. And the Lord will set you free in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare right now over everyone watching me to be healed from any infirmity. I command that spirit of infirmity to leave your body right now, to leave your blood, to leave your brains, to leave your system in the name of Jesus. That eye problem is being corrected right now. That issue in your breast is being corrected right now. I command that devil that is plaguing you to go and I command all those medications that you've been taking to be stopped in the name of Jesus. Be healed, be set free from every spirit of infirmity. And I command that devil that is plaguing your finances and your businesses to also leave you in the mighty name of Jesus. Be free and go on to celebrate. God bless you so much. I love to hear from you what the Lord has done for you. If you have been healed, I'd like to hear from you. You can follow us on Facebook, the Spirit Life People, or even on, on our YouTube channel. Send us a message via Facebook. I would like to also know what God has done for you through this broadcast. God bless you so much. And until I come your way, God willing, next week, I want to remind you that in Christ Jesus, we are free. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. If you joined us for today's broadcast, we really appreciate it. At the Spirit Life People, we encourage fellowship. That is why we specially invite you to join us this and every Sunday at 7 a.m. and on Fridays at 6 p.m. Indeed, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus 
has set us free from the law of sin and death. Jesus is still setting people free. Come join the Freedom Family and your life will experience a turnaround. You can contact us on the numbers on the screen. We would love to hear from you. The Spirit Life People. We Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life People. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, We are free.